0: Hello, everyone. This is Elijah Ignatieff of the New Paradigm Toolkit, and I'm here with...
1: Uh, Chinoa Johnston.
0: And we're continuing our exploration of the Conscious Communication card set, as well as the Inflow Matrix program, and each of our explorations of either using the tools or not using the tools, but journeying into communication with each other and other people. And I, I have a question for you. How much has your communication changed since you've known me?
1: Um, well, because I'm intimate with you, I get to have intimate conversations a lot more than I ever used to.
0: Yes, that would be one change. You are now speaking with me.
1: <laughs> no, but I mean having more <laughs> intimate conversations than I had before.
0: You mean in general?
1: In general, yeah.
0: Because you're talking with me.
1: Because because we're, because I met you and we're having we're in relationship. And along with you came your conscious communication card set. So they came into my life at the same time. Right. So it's hard to say.
0: Do you find you've transformed anything since uh, knowing me?
1: I'm in the process of transforming.
0: (laughs) Process of transforming? Yeah. What about your basic communication in general?
1: I think it's pretty good.
0: It's pretty much the same? Nothing's. I think so. Nothing.
1: (laughs) What do you think? Do you think I'm a better communicator?
0: I think you're just starting.
1: From when I first met you. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I mean, it's hard to say what's caused what's caused, uh, you know, a little bit more self-expression. The cards, or you know, the intimacy.
0: So you're saying you're having more self-expression.
1: I think so. What about you? Are you having we're, more self-expression?
0: <laughs> we're focused on you right now. Okay. Because <laughs> I, you're doing a podcast now, aren't you?
1: Yes. Well, this is brand new for me. Ah, using the podcast.
0: Tell me about it.
1: Well, I think we talked about it before, but I pulled some cards to help me figure out the, the path that I'm taking with these with the podcast. So I'm doing a podcast about sex and spirituality, and it's called Sex and Satori. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I intend to use these cards um, to help. My my listeners, in what way? Well, you know, some days I'm when I'm having conversations with uh, my guests, I'm going to use the conscious communication card set. Really? Yeah, to help me to help inspire the conversation, to um see the direction in which conversations are going, to sense what is the most revealing thing that can be a benefit to the listeners. Um, so it has a, a wide variety of uses, I think. In doing an interview process on podcast, yeah. So I'm going to be using them for that.
0: That sounds very valuable.
1: And it depends, you know, if my list, if my the person I'm interviewing, if they're interviewing as a person, as a personal person, like as a single, what do you mean, a single soul person, Mm. like just living their life, or am I entering that interviewing that person? As their profession, and their profession is within the, you know, the sex education or the sex health industry, yeah, or ah. the sexual healing industry.
0: Ah, yeah. So, so
1: depending on who the guest is, mm-hmm. I will shift how I use the cards.
0: Uh, so it's kind of like preparation, using it to design or see what you may want or need in the future conversations you have with people
1: to make the conversations more more interesting and more vulnerable, and more intimate, and ultimately more valuable for the listeners. Really? Yeah.
0: Isn't that nice? So I think it's cool. So anyone who's doing a podcast, would you recommend the cards to? Uh,
1: anyone who's doing a podcast? Yeah. Oh, and they want to use... Yeah, they need a tool for helping them in their interviewing process, for sure, yes. Because I think some interviewers, they get stuck. Oh, we have an old... There's the old paradigm, like entering the podcasting world. The, the podcasting world is not really that old. What is it, five, ten years old at the mm-hmm. most? Mm-hmm. Like so this is a you know, this is a new field of media where individual business owners, individual educators, individual thought leaders can put their information directly to the public all around the whole world. Mm. Like it's quite different than uh, say someone who is even a commentator or writes an opinion piece for for a newspaper um you know he has to he or she has to do the investigative process but whatever they write their opinion it it's so it's so refined and edited in terms of how and then it needs approval by their by their um publishing you know entity um And it has all kinds of political ramifications now here there's a lot more free speakers and you know ultimately you have to think of it like what's that guy who used to run the federal reserve alan greenspan you know he had an idea that was a good idea but it was bad for mark the markets and his idea was give them more freedom and the markets will readjust the markets will come to an to a balance they'll come to an they'll come to an equal balance uh, between uh, buyers and sellers and the economy will level out because basically he thought people were smart and um, bad things would disappear and good things would shine. That's kind of was his theory in, in, as running the federal reserve. So we removed a lot of restrictions. What I'm trying to say is he removed a lot of restrictions so you can, that didn't work for finances. But it could potentially work for human communication, In Re- removing restrictions from mm. human from the human communication process. Uh. And, you know, it, removing restrictions, but also educating with compassion. You still have to have you still have to have because if, if, if they remove restrictions on Facebook, for example, there'd be a lot more swearing on mm. that and a lot more hate uh, going around. Mm. Um, because isn't that what some humans just do well,
0: isn't the Federal Reserve also a private bank?
1: yeah, it's a private bank that's really got nothing to do with it. I'm talking about him as a chief economist and what he thought about the economy and how the I econ- just think
0: it's it's one of the biggest scams on the planet
1: yes, but but there was more controls there were more controls between the Federal Reserve and the government. there was bigger controls on. The monetary system. The monetary system is huge. It involves all kinds of uh, contracts, and you know, and it's all written in some kind of legal language.
0: I think if they removed the idea and use of usury, then the whole world would change to a better place. That's the biggest scam on the planet.
1: You're right. It is the biggest scam on the planet. I agree with you. I don't, I don't, the financial system, but it was this idea that Alan Greenspan had, he had tremendous faith in in people, that people would take care of the markets in a, natural, in a natural market-oriented way, and that's just not what happened. It left the door open for too much greed, right?
0: Yeah, but I also think that if you're starting out from a foundation of greed and usury, it doesn't matter what he says it doesn't matter what he puts forward it's, it's part of the scam
1: but don't aren't you under <laughs> you're not you're not getting my point in the reference to that <laughs> from that to the communication right that's i was trying <laughs> i'm not talking about the scam the financial scam of the federal reserve i'm talking about what alan Greenspan believed to be um uh, mass consciousness way of dealing with freedom. I I know, but... And he was
0: wrong. Well, of course he was wrong, because to me, you're you're bringing up the wrong person to talk about freedom. You want to talk about freedom, bring in Osho or Gurdjieff, people that actually had the good of the people in their hearts and minds. Yeah, but
1: their ideas would work. I'm just saying an idea that didn't work. (laughs) Like, I think Osho's way of creating better communication between people was like uh processing primal primal therapy like processing your child your pain your pain in your childhood Mm. from the time you were born he was all about primal therapy Mm. and you know you see this movie and it depicts people going crazy and stuff well they're having the freedom within kind of a shamanic experience to delve into their primal their primal pain and release it you know um and so some of it for him, he was also well. Go to your primal sexual self as well, hmm. and release that pain as well. Hmm. So,
0: a lot of people are having sex on his ashram, right? He was very, very pro thing, sex.
1: The thing is, I, I joined Rajneesh bandwagon in like nineteen eighty
0: one. Was this one of the three cults you've been part of? Me,
1: may, may I, I wasn't. Do you, no. know I, do you
0: know I'm often Maybe. accused you of might, being a cult leader? I was only in but two But you cults. have been in two. Cults. just two cults. Two
1: cults. but
0: I've never been in a but cult.
1: But people would have called the Rajneesh following cults. And I thought it was weird because they wore red-orange robes and they had Joppa beads around their neck, but they had a picture of Osho. But then you read his books and he would, and he would laugh at people. He laughed at them for having his picture around him. Yeah. He laughed at, you know, this is and he would just he just laughed at society he laughed at wealth he made fun of everything that's why he had all those cars he didn't care about 90 whatever it was rolls 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 Rolls-Royces. be careful babe he laughed at society so yeah osho was someone that i followed like in 1981 for about a year and his books and his philosophy you know they were they were
0: just a year.
1: Yeah, just a year.
0: And then what happened?
1: I moved on.
0: <laughs> you you left Osho. Yeah, but see, I, I never left Osho. But
1: see I wasn't involved in the sexual stuff at all. Like I wasn't even interested in the sexual I didn't even like, what do you mean sexual this or that? Like I danced a little bit, okay yeah you dance and but his theory, his theme, his idea of Latihan, which was the dance which is the dance of life, one of his books was all about Latihan. was a whole book about it. And it really helped me with my philosophy of life. Seriously, it helped me get out of some old way of thinking into a new way of thinking. And it, it stayed with me for a long time. Like his, his teaching helped me. It was, part of the, you know, it was part of helping me come to um, live, think and live life minute to minute, which I think is the best survival technique. You, you know when you're when you're recovering from alcoholism or whatever you've got to live one day at a time you can't think about what happened in the past and you can't be afraid of that you're going to be an alcoholic the rest of your life. you live like literally if you're in the throes of overcoming addiction it's like every minute you're struggling and fighting that addiction right so it's you end up learning to live one minute or one hour at a time so you live really more in the present and that's how they they teach about God in the in the, in the Twelve Step Program, and Osho really taught me that, and he had a tremendous, um, tremendous way of communicating, of getting communications happening. Like everything that he, all of his um, talks were all videotaped and and recorded, and so the the Osho Meditation Resort in in India has the rights of those, but all of his all of his talks are recorded, but they're not only recorded; they're written in book form, and the books. So no, I wasn't involved in the sex part. It wasn't, it wasn't my thing back then. But it helped me tremendously bridge a gap between myself, and even talking to other people. It helped me. I actually learned. But his primal therapy stuff is fabulous. His and his rebalancing, like rebalancing, came out of Osho. Primal primal therapy came out of Osho. Rebirthing was part of the Osho following. Like it wasn't. Yeah, they.
0: Dennis Orr, wasn't it? Oh, Leonard Orr. Leonard, Leonard Orr.
1: And, and later Louise Hay joined Leonard, Leonard Orr. Mm. Um, but it's a heal, they were much into healing the traumas created by the society, mm. right? So, um, but interesting, yeah, but I didn't, he, he never really stayed, I mean, it was always a warm thought in the back of my mind, but it, it for me, ultimately, it didn't give me what I needed in my spiritual path. No, unfortunately. I see. Yeah, thanks for listening. Do
0: you know what I, I think? Perhaps that all those people that you hang with that don't listen to you, don't give you the room to talk, yeah. they're, they're going to hear these podcasts and now they're going to realize the depth of your wisdom.
1: Really? You think so? I think they're going to realize the, the quality of your voice and the depth of your understanding as well. Who, me? Yeah, you. <sighs> You have a skill, you, can, you have an insight, but you bouncing up and down is kind of...
0: I don't think they can hear that.
1: That might be all like a bounce in your voice as you're talking.
0: Hello, hello, <laughs> I'm bouncing on a big red ball. I just. It's hard for me to sit still and just talk like
1: this. Really? You were, you were sitting still the other day. Just, was I? Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, that's changed. I've transformed.
1: So um, what, what was the whole point of that conversation? Freedom of speech and how we need tools to help us um in investigate new kinds of communication mm. new levels of communication mm. and help people overcome their like it's really helped me actually in some of my communications on Facebook for example because I'm a bit of a contrarian, you know I'm a bit contrary to the to the um to some of the things that I've seen on the on the news on television, which I don't watch television anymore, and something really upset me and kind of like, I can't I can't be silent about that. I can't be silent about this anymore, which was on the CTV news. Right, they um, one of my favorite newscast announcer, announcers at the eleven o'clock news or ten o'clock news in the evening. She had a big sign up, a big poster saying, this and this and this won't help you with, with preventing yourself from getting sick with COVID. And this and this and this is all we can tell you. So they had on things that are not going to help you prevent yourself. One of them was vitamin C. Another one was an alkaline diet. They said. They said that. It's ridiculous. And, and it's like anyone with half a brain knows that vitamin C is going to help improve their immunity and prevent a cold. Right. Like that's been general knowledge since the 70s, really. Or even even actually since they discovered that vitamin C uh, helped recover scurvy. Was it scurvy? Yeah.
0: Um, I just know Linus Pauling used to have mega doses of it. 10 but...
1: grams a day was his routine amount. He looked to be an old guy. Yeah. Seem like a
0: miracle drug or so, but also yeah. the disease happens in an acidic environment, right?
1: Generally speaking, all disease needs an acidic environment. Well, what does that? It doesn't actually mean that your your blood pH is acidic. It means that the interaction between the cellular fluid and the fluid inside the cell is acidic in nature. Uh-huh. Meaning, and what that means is that it has on a proton electron um, value it's more positive than negative so negative electrons are more alkaline so it's its actually the electron um, how, how the, elec- the electrons are circling around the atom and what, what they're um, whether they're a positive or a negative huh. and the more positive tar- positively charged electrons in your system it, and that's that means what it's acidic, right? It doesn't mean that because your body keeps a homeostasis of acidity, the blood has to. Mm. But it's just in the cellular tissue where this happens. Mm. Yeah. So what was the conversation about again? <laughs> oh, I, I I when she said this on the news, I was like I can't be quiet about that. That's completely wrong. Mm. Why would they even, why would they even say that? All they had to say was, this is so far what we're recommending, you know? Uh, And and not say anything. To say that these kind of immune-boosting things that you can do are not helpful, that doesn't make any sense at all. And of course, now the mainstream media is saying, keep your immunity strong. So, um, I got involved, and as a result, I was having some Facebook, battles in a, as a contrarian, like a super health. I'm totally into health. Go for vitamin D, go for zinc, go for vitamin C. You know, if your throat is tickling, use a use a natural antiviral product, like an echinacea spray, echinacea B propolis spray in your throat. It'll help kill any viruses that are in your throat. Increase your vitamin D dosage. That's gonna help prevent viruses and bacteria from attaching inside of your nostrils. Um, you know take the zinc Um, but I'm also go a little bit further and say go all organic get away from GMOs and I'm also go a little bit further and say eat healthy oils because your body needs healthy oils in the joints etc and they also help with the uptake of these vitamins so it helps improve your immune immune levels so I was getting in some battles with some people Mm -hmm. right and I use the cards and this whole conscious communication process with you helped me to go okay how would I talk to this person differently? Ah, how would I talk and still switch Rooney? Yeah, how would I talk to this person? And people generally, they want to agree with you on the surface. I think people want, and they don't want to. When you go too far deep, then they're they don't like the battle that's going on. Yeah. So if you find a way to agree with them on the surface, and let the stuff that's underneath that alone, you know, and just kind of like brush it off somehow, then you can have a better relationship with those people, and you can walk away and they're not calling you calling you names and swearing at you and stuff. <laughs> so I would I, I would respond, and I learned a little bit from you, but also from our mutual friend, who's also another planetary guardian, Miss Camille, Camille Capel.
0: She's a planetary guardian? Isn't she? I don't know. I don't think she's ever identified as one.
1: Really? Maybe. Anyways... This communication process is very helpful in, in um, having communications that are um, beneficial.
0: How long are we at right now?
1: We are at 20 minutes, 21 minutes.
0: What do you think? Some, of the, you po- some I... of the
1: podcasts are like an hour and a half long.
0: Yeah, I was thinking about getting back to work though. Okay. But so, I, I, I would just like to say that uh, I think you have lots to share. And you, you're going you, to be doing it Should I name podcast? people
1: or no? i should going to have to delete that out?
0: No. I mean, I oh. think we need to bring credence to our friends and the people who we know to have such high value, such as Camille. And um, if she's a planetary guardian, we'd be honored to have her. So what was the point of the conversation today? Well, just to do another podcast, just to have a daily one and uh, look at, I think, your intense health knowledge.
1: No, I think it was more to look at how, how to um, bring the con- conscious communication cards into your life. Like, how right. to use it. You can use them in your business, in your, like, for, for podcasters that you think now they're an essential tool for podcasters. Right. And uh, anyone in the communication industry. Yeah,
0: anyone who's writing, writing screenplays, writing books, writing really? anything. I mean, it's the communication. Anytime you're having your information flow change, it's.
1: Can you use them, for example, like as writers? Can you use them to help develop characters?
0: Sure. I mean, you could, you could give every character, a like superpower, of mm. one or more of the convo types. Like oh. some guy could be the the negotiator. Another person could be the brainstormer, and so.
1: And then somebody else could be the dismissive. Yeah. yeah. The conversation killer guy. The bad guys could be the, could be the uh, conversation killers.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like
1: um, the Joker. Who would the Joker be? Would the Joker be, would be. He's,
0: well, he's he's it's um, kind of beastly. Would he beastly. be like? Would he be
1: like um, blah 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 or?
0: No, I think he's got a missing one. I mean, he's a. The Joker is is, the Joker, the one who's always bringing humor. In. So, but he's kind of
1: mean. He's kind of a mean joke. Snarky,
0: like the jab, maybe. No, but he's... What's oh, the he's joker good doing? at the jab. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's good at the jab. He's yeah. good at probably dismissiveness. He's probably yeah. good at uh, overwhelm, intensity gap.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: He combines a lot of them.
1: Wow.
0: Right? I mean, when you put a number of the convo types together or the uh, convo killers, you get a big pattern like overwhelm, intensity gap, jab, and judgment. Know all together is, is in one person is pretty yeah, tough, it's lethal. I've it's been lethal. like that oh, when, yeah. I was, when I was younger.
1: Wow, and so how, did you overcome that? Or
0: well, yeah, like the, the convo killer cards helped me to assess my own communication internally and externally and see when I'm being dismissive and when I'm being dismissed or why I get pissed off. It's because somebody's interrupted me, but then I'm interrupting people, so
1: so then it's helped you in your personal life then? Well,
0: I don't know about that. I mean, I like to think so. I like to think I'm a better communicator, but I think I've been such a horrible communicator all my life that I designed the card set
1: to help you communicate to help
0: me, but I it just it increased my awareness so much. And it's it's pretty difficult to change patterns sometimes. You really have to take a concerted effort to do so. And the the cards are there to help you for that, but it's it's just it's an awareness game.
1: Aside from the cards, what is one other tool? Or one other thing that you've done, if you combine with the cards that increase the value and the potential of the cards. One other personal habit or personal practice.
0: Well, personal. It's, it's, it's more choosing which map to use because
1: oh, map every map.
0: card set, every card reading mm-hmm. has an underlying structure. And if you're doing tarot, usually you have, let's yeah. say, the Celtic spread or right. you, you have past, present, future. Right. You have an arrangement of concepts right. that give meaning right. to what the cards are. So I right. have maps Lots you call of them.
1: them maps instead of, instead of card reading
0: tables yeah.
1: or designs.
0: Yeah. So it's bringing oh. in, like if you have a business system yeah. and you're, you're wondering about your business in certain areas, like let's say you use a map that's a synergy map that has all the functions of a business. Mm-hmm. So you can then use the cards and you can go, okay, well, what communication okay. do we need in which area? How can we improve our business? Right. And so let's say you turn over negotiation and it's at marketing and you turn over design specs and it's a creativity.
1: Design specs and it's creativity, okay.
0: So, each one of those, because the, because the conscious communication card set, the combo types are organized by business function. There's nine different business functions.
1: Which are organized by business function? The, the con- card set. The like, convo cards? The convo oh.
0: cards, so you have oh. research conversations, you have infrastructure conversations, you have learning conversations, you have operational conversations, you have creativity conversations, you have synergy conversations, you have services conversations, you have marketing conversations, you have stewardship conversations, and those are nine different, and you have eight conversation types in each one of those.
1: So the conversation cards are really designed for business communication.
0: Yeah.
1: Not. Do you have another assist set designed for personal communication?
0: There's five sets. There's a social set. There's a friendship set. There's an intimate set. There's a family set social set and business set
1: and this is the business set yeah and the others you haven't they're not,
0: they're not they're, the social one's been done and the business service intimate and we're working on the intimate right now mm-hmm. and the um,
1: wow so this is so you know there'll be a different card set for every what are those five things what are those things called
0: those are conversation types no no a, a set of cards no oh, no oh the, those are the six meta conversation types, 16. like if you're looking at communication in general, yeah. at the very top, there's six categories,
1: and they are again, what They're are they again, business, business,
0: social, social, service, service, family, family, friendship, friendship, and, and intimate,
1: and intimate, oh wow, okay,
0: so, so you can look at your patterns,
1: wait a sec, okay, business so every communi- every conversation is going to fit into one of those yeah. categories
0: and some combinations
1: and some combinations.
0: okay yeah like you might be with your family in a mall and that be kind of like family field within a social field
1: or you might be a family working together in a business yeah right some don't really work very well intimate and business they clash
0: Yeah, and, and you can see patterns like if you go from mm. social straight to intimate you have a one-night stand
1: Oh, okay. That
0: a lot of times doesn't go well because you didn't go through social friendship intimate. Right. And then you build up the bonding process to, to really see if it's, if it's a good idea to sleep with this person. But, you know, all of us in some ways sometimes feel the uh, strong need to uh, associate with someone closely in a yeah. given night. Um, and then live to regret it or it was okay.
1: So this is wonderful. So this is great. So we have a lot of different card sets that, we're going to be, that are going to be out there and for people to use.
0: Yes. And so this podcast is about... So the,
1: the podcast, your, this is what your podcast is about. But my podcast, yeah. when I'm interviewing people, which of, those pod, which of those card sets would be the most ideal?
0: Well, I mean, you could probably choose 10 or 20 uh, combo types from the business set that would work. Mm-hmm. Because there's overlap right uh like a healing combo is going to be an in intimate and in all of them
1: right okay
0: um but there'll be specific like a seduction there isn't a seduction in the business but there'll be a seduction condo in the intimate
1: right okay
0: so intimate is more again
1: so i guess it depends who my guest is and what the topic of conversation is for sure so if it's a guest who you know they just have a new book and they've got a new website and i'm promoting their products for example I might just use the business card set to help in our conversation. Yeah. Unless the interesting thing is that listeners usually like to hear uh, more about people on the personal level, not on the business level.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so there could be a mix. You could have three sets of cards and then decide which Well, I'm very well, what, excited about using these. This is going to be awesome.
0: Well, and let's say you have an hour long podcast. Yeah. And let's say you start off with the business. Right. Let's say. And then, let's say, the next 20 minutes, you go into the intimate. And then, let's say, uh, in the last, you go back to the business, let's say. So, you're starting the structure of your conversation. You go business 20 minutes, intimate 20 minutes, business 20 minutes. Right. And, because, let's say, you're doing a soft sell for something for them. You want to bring attention to something. People usually like that. And you bring it into the end. But you do make a personal connection, but you started off in the business, which draws in, let's say, people that are more business-minded. Right. That's a, a pattern or a structure. Yeah. But then you can overlay, like let's say in the business side, you do a needs analysis. Right. And then you do a uh, an enrollment, and then you do a gifting. Right. And so... You figure out what this person needs, who you're interviewing. Mm-hmm. You enroll them into an idea mm-hmm. of, let's say, getting involved in a larger uh, business structure, like a shared knowledge community. Right. And then you take them through a process of giving them a gift. Give Might them be a a card gift. set. Maybe you give them a card set. Who? Whoever your guest is. The guest. Yeah. I'm saying well, this may not mm-hmm. be for your specific podcast, but i right. say somebody okay. else. Right. Okay. Of, of looking at... Because most people... And in a podcast, you know, they, they want to educate, but then whether well, they want to sell or they introduce a course or they want to make some money.
1: Well, I mean, if I was interested in, in um, interviewing Jordan Peterson, for example, about the new masculine, the divine masculine, something he loves talking about, mm. I would definitely consider um, gifting him a set of cards. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he's, a, you know, I mean, he doesn't need anything for sure, but. Um, it would be, if, if it's something that he found valuable, it, it could have beneficial... benefit. For, but, but am I going to send it to somebody who has, you know, who, who has no following? Like, I don't... You know, maybe I might think of it from a marketing point of view, or maybe I'm going to be at a point where um, the val Like, where... See, you don't want to give away things that people are not going to care about. Right. Like, that they're just going to throw... Way to the corner and never look at it again yeah. there has to be some investment from the other person that they that makes them want to figure it out or research it or use these tools right mm. so whether that's a, a whether they're motivated by money or they're motivated by being educated or they're motiv- motivated by improving themselves mm. um, they have to have some form of you know strong motivation before you give them. A gift that you that has really high value you know um, yeah it's int- so I can see I can see these cards now like the way you're talking to me um, as a way to have different interview models so I'm gonna have this interview model and so I might use this interview model for this guest and this interview model for that guest. Mm. And that's super exciting for me. And mm. using the, the meta, what did you call them?
0: The six meta conversational fields.
1: The six meta conversational fields. So being able to tap from those and then use the card sets that are associated with those and block out time or create a rhythm in the, in the interview. Yeah. This is a way to create very unique interviews yeah. with, uh, with our guests with my guess, and I'm certain you're going to go for it. I mean, if we, you know, think about the conversation that we just had now, for yeah. example. Yeah. Which meta fields did we go through Well, in this episode?
0: I think, I mean, I heard from you a critical analysis. Mm-hmm. I heard some storytelling. Mm-hmm. I heard some feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably heard some instructional. So, I mean, in a normal conversation, we go in and out of these conversation types and Mm -hmm. people tend to like certain conversation types Like some people like stories right they're always telling stories (coughs) or someone is always explaining themselves or someone is always in a credibility conversation they're always bringing attention to how good they are because they want some credibility so what I've seen is these patterns are locked in our minds locked in our consciousness and what the cards are doing is they're giving you 72 of the business conversations, which is a lot, and people may use 10 of them, you know, some good business people, they may use the negotiation, they may use the story, they may need the needs analysis, the presentation, and they don't need much more than that, right, they, 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 they present their idea, they close the person, they do the negotiation, they get it done, and they're on to the next thing, and those are like really good marketers.
1: That's a conversation loop, in yeah. a way, right, yeah. that has a, that one flows to the other, to the flows to the other, flows to the other. So that you can reach your goal, and then it comes back and you start again.
0: Yeah. Right. And so one of the ideas is, is that, that you can create a magic formula. You can create right. a seven-step process mm-hmm. that you take people through, that you know the formula. You know, I mean, most good businesses do this, right? They right. have a script. They have a methodology. You have to come through this process right. as a customer. Yeah. And the more organized you are and the, and the higher the value, the better the p- training for the people who take the people through the process, the better your business. So again what this is doing is giving you the option of 72 types of conversation that you can organize in patterns that you can design your ideal job. You can create an ideal ideal business. You can make your your greatest business dreams come true with just this card set.
1: So I'm going to use it to make to create my ideal podcast or my ideal interview and then not only that's only one section of it and then from there I'm going to use it to create my ideal, um, your courses. You know, my ideal offering, right? Whether it's a course or writing or book or services or talk services, whatever it happens to be, but um, and I could have a couple of those different ones. For sure. But so, um, so using the meta, what do you call them again? Meta
0: conversational fields. Conversational fields. You have in your deck. You have six of them, and they're right. a little bit orange or a little bit the, different. They than the show other the ones. color. Yeah. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh.
0: So there's six meta conversational fields, there's seventy two business conversations, and there's twenty four oh. conversational killers in that one deck.
1: Oh I see. So there's a lot to learn about these.
0: Yes. I mean Are needs, you gonna
1: have is all this detail in a manual or something? We're working on it. We're working on a manual? Yeah. But I mean, I mean, and I'm I like I'm we're trying to adapt your cards to my new business model. Which, in, in, in a way, this is, a, this is what I need, like for me to try and create, to follow your business model with it, it never worked for me. It had to be something, a business that I was passionate about, and take what you offer and adapt it yeah. to it, instead of me trying to fit into for sure. whatever you were trying to manifest. Because sure. whatever you're doing, that's a completely different business
0: model. Well, the, well there's, there's two different layers you can take your business, customize the tools, use the tools for your business, right. and they augment what you're doing. Yeah. If you don't have a business, but you have a lot of knowledge, right? then you can use the tools to sort of custom design something specific for you within the tools, or, or if you don't even wanna do that, you can just, let's say, use it and sell the tools, because by themselves, their business
1: yeah you can use the yes and you can sell it to people like me yeah. that um, that need some help in for me making a transition from one kind of job to a brand new kind of job right. really I am this what I'm doing right now for me is leaps I'm taking huge leap I'm taking huge risk in my opinion mm. and it's a huge leap for me mm. and um, like part of me inside of me is going wow I can really do this but I I need I needed some kind of help like I really needed some kind of help and I see these cards as something that can really help me if I know how to use them Mm. but I have to you know so having you help me guide me coach me into how I can use them I to me I see great value with that one of the reasons I see such great value is that I used to do these um, manifestation uh, medicine wheels, right? And one thing I learned about doing a, <clears throat> a manifestation medicine wheel, instead of doing a vision board, I never really liked vision boards, I felt they were cluttered. I just didn't like it. I didn't look at it, my heart didn't sing. But when I did like a medicine shield and I broke it into the eight sections of the Bagua, which are the eight sections of your life, and then I put my heart into each one of those. Um, the thing about it is the container, mm. and it, it with the container, you have on the outside of the circle you have this little space where you put those things that are okay. I'll accept that. It's you know it's kind of what you're accepting, but in the center is what you really want. And then everything outside of that circle is stuff you don't want to have happen. And you just all you do is focus on the circle, and. I don't I can't remember why I'm saying this, but it was a, it was for me, a tremendous way to manifest what I wanted, mm-hmm. right? And so. Um,
0: well, it's linked to, in the same way when you you make a design, of a structure, for your business as an ideal. That's the be- beginning of manifestation. You have to get clear in your mind what you want, and the clearer you, you are. The easier it is, I think, to attract what you want. If you don't know what you want, it's not going to happen. So,
1: do these cards help with clarity? So, then?
0: well, if you create this winning formula, if you look at, okay, I've got these three models. You know, I've got people that are academics. I've got people, let's say, that are sexually healing, and I've got people that have you know aren't academics but know something to do with sex and spirituality. Yeah. Right. Those three categories. Yeah. So, one may be more a healing conversation for them. One may be more of a knowledge sharing conversation. And another, maybe theoretical conversation. So if you have, what did you call? It? Theoretical knowledge sharing and healing.
1: What about experience? I guess that's in the healing. That or? would be
0: the knowledge sharing.
1: Knowledge sharing. Okay.
0: So I'm just I'm just making up these categories yeah, now, right? Yeah, for sure. But just saying that somebody who comes onto your podcast, who's healing from sexual trauma, and is sharing their story in such a manner that you know you're listening and your attention is going to heal them, honestly. Because most people, I think, when when they tell their story, they need someone who who has care and wisdom and compassion to listen to them, and through that process, they they start to get better, right? But that's yeah. very different from a sex worker, or a psychiatrist, who's learned something about sex and just wants to share it, right? Yeah, it's a it's very, very different difficult. interview. Yeah, it's very so different. if you think a lot of people, they just interview the person, go through a little process, and it's very intuitive, and they kind yeah. of go with the flow. But if you have specifically mapped out the process
1: mm-hmm. and you
0: take them on a journey as mm-hmm. a facilitator slash interviewer mm-hmm. and you're asking the questions and sort of letting them and you're allowing you know room for them to go but if they stray you kind of guide them back in. Mm-hmm. You can take a group of people or you can take an individual mm-hmm. through a process that's very conscious on your part, mm-hmm. but they don't quite know what you're doing but they are going along with it because you know they trust you and you've got permission from them. And that's what the convers the conversation types are like Corridors that information flows through that set the function and the intention of that type of conversation. Mm -hmm. So, again, you may come up with ten categories of people, Mm -hmm. and uh, each of them is unique. And then, and people are listening to your podcast, and they they don't know. You can tell. You can say this is the category, or you don't, and they just they're going, "Wow, she's really," you know, "this is very different from the last one, but it's still very valuable." So again, it, to me, it gives you an edge. The more consciousness you have, the more design you have, the more awareness you have, mm-hmm. the better your output's going to be.
1: What makes it really exciting for me is that it can make things. It can make conversations very creative. Like the conversation can be creative, and um, I know that whenever you have creative conversation or creative thought, a spirit comes in in a new way. Mm-hmm. And you usually have aha moments right in those conversations hmm. or in those thought processes if you're writing by yourself um that and that's what really excites me hmm. is that it it's a it's a potential for for spirit to come in and bring in unspoken wisdom hmm. and it's like oh, it's unspoken wisdom, but somehow I knew that already hmm. do you know that's it's Somehow that was in the back of my mind, or, and that could be from the from the guest as well. You want to bring that out from the guest. Mm. You want them to be channeling their divine wisdom right into your into your episode, into your podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's getting getting creative with the conversations to make that happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited to use these tools to do that. Like I would definitely use them for that. Mm. Like that's so exciting for me. Yeah.
0: Well, I think we're it's five five, five. We're let's say we're oh. coming to the end of this podcast. Yes, I'd like to thank you, Chinoa, for sharing your wisdom and your continual growth within this uh, medium of new paradigm tools. And I'd like to thank anyone who listened uh, for listening and all for the way to the end.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. So thank you, Elijah. Like that, that conversation actually really helps me a lot. Um, And I hope it's helped the listeners. Thanks for listening. See you guys. Arrivederci. What's that mean?